on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. Once again, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. I am Sam, one half of the hosting team joining me is my partner in crime it's matt oh mate i wouldn't say one half i mean you're more three quarters and i'm one quarter but i appreciate the sentiment mate. <laughs> look dude i know you've been losing weight recently but was that justified <laughs> wow I, I mean unbelievable i mean from the, the from oh, the knowledge wow. and contribution side of it we are no we are like 30 seconds in and you attack me like that what mate it was hell? a compliment you know it was a compliment Oh, well, yes, if we were talking about manhood sizes, I'd take it as a compliment, but uh, clearly that was not on your mind. Although, I did just have to hear about, before we started, how you let a man tinker with your stuff earlier. I, I don't quite... <laughs> it, it, it was to do with BT Sports, you said you were on the phone to a man who tinkered with your bits, and then you got BT Sports. I mean, uh, I'm glad you put context sacrifice, <laughs> Yeah, if that's, if that's the lengths you're willing to go to to watch Tottenham versus... Uh, who is, is it, it Antwerp tonight? Today oh, right. we're, <laughs> we're in Belgium tonight against Antwerp. Yes. Yeah, there yes. we go. There we go. It does right. get a bit vague, doesn't it? Do you know we? Um, I, I went. It was uh, Layla's birthday uh, earlier in the week, and uh, yep. yesterday we went to London for the day. It was a really, really good day. That's fantastic. Yeah, we did. We did a few things. We went to the uh, the the, uh, the Museum of Docklands, which is really interesting. Because I'm oh, okay. from I'm, I'm from the kind of I wouldn't say I'm East London. I'm a sort of the border of Essex, East London, but that's kind of the area I grew yeah. up in. So I find it quite interesting from that point of view. But we we um, like we live in uh, Hertfordshire, so we have to come. So if we're coming down to London, we have to obviously go on the on the tube from north down, and it's the Piccadilly yeah. line, which means we've got to go through that dreaded station that used to be a nice Gillespie Road, but now yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's got a horrid name. But this is this is this is how much I, this is how much I. Uh, I've trained my children. So Layla, she yeah. she was like, Dad, I think I just looked at the map and we're going to be coming past Arsenal Station. I was like, I oh, know. She was like, right, don't worry. As soon as we get there, you watch what I'm going to do. And as soon as we got there, she literally no, stood no. up. Right, bearing in mind, it's like people are trying to social distance. She's like, boo, yeah. boo. <laughs> like literally, uh, two legs wide apart and her thumbs down. Like you know, she could not be more angry at this station. I'm like, she, she is giving it right. Yeah, I've trained her well. I've trained her well. And it was funny. Um, it was funny because my 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 um like we was there and um like like, like my mum came with us like to visit in London and uh, so so um my mum was like winding her up and uh, she was going well do you know what she went I I I like Arsenal she, she goes I, I'm going to put my and she doesn't like my mum doesn't but she was doing it to wind her up yeah. and she was going right you're out of here she was like get out of here she goes you got to go home and I'm not even going to give you a map <laughs> wow no not even gonna give you a map oh that's cold she was Ice like cold. she's never been more like, like, like even you can clearly yeah. see my mum was running her up but in, in her mind she was like how dare you even you, even joke about liking arsenal <laughs> you you have 
raised them well. That's all that <laughs> yeah, needs I to think, be I said. think so, yeah. I'll I tell you what, this does take me back then in that conversation we had a little while ago about the fact that uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was used for as a maternity hospital during really bad COVID, March, April, May. Hmm. And we kind of talked about the scenario of a diehard Arsenal fan's kid being born there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and I just just you talking about that. Can you just imagine, right? So there's this kid growing up. He's like he hates Tottenham. He gets to like Tottenham. He's like boo. He does all the stuff that they're doing in reverse. And then one day he has to get his birth certificate out for something. Yeah. Place of birth: Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Stadium. Stadium. What? <laughs> That'd no! be so awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> All your life, you are linked to the beautiful oh. love from North London. But like, if you look at it from our point of view, if you look at it from reverse, can you imagine finding out you were born at the Emirates? You're like, oh my god! It's just like, please no, kill me now. I mean, that's yeah, that, that's you know, it's the end of days. It really is. <laughs> so it? like, yeah, you were born at Emirates Stadium. I fucking was not. <laughs> Although Emirates Stadium, there's probably like 50 of them around the world. You could probably just yeah, like go, oh course. yeah, that was like Dubai. Yeah, yeah not, the, not, the, yeah, not the horrible I'm, one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas Tottenham Hotspur State, it actually says the club name. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is no escape. There's cool. no walking away from it. You're Tottenham till you die. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that does appeal to me. And you talking about the kids doing that, I just got this beautiful image. Beautiful image, <laughs> but I still think there are some Arsenal fans like these. No son of mine. Yeah, yeah, it's bound to be. Yeah. I told, I told you, you had to make it to the next hospital. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, mate, we we got a couple of games to talk about. Uh, obviously, the show comes out on a Thursday, so last week's show came out before we played the Europa League game. Um, we got to see our new striker, which which is always a nervous thing with Tottenham. We sign a new striker, and it's kind of like. I've seen some videos of this guy. He looks good. Uh, on paper, all of you know, the height, stats, everything that says good about him looks good. And then he's Vincent Janssen. Or Sergei Reprov or, 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 or Soldado. Or, or Soldado, yeah. <laughs> so it's always a very nervous time, I think, watching the new striker make his debut. And after, I think it was four minutes in, five minutes in, he misses what can only be described as a sitter. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I had that kind of like... Oh no! <laughs> this, Here we go again. This can't, yeah. This cannot. This cannot be. This. What is it? Are we cursed? We are cursed. Um, but then the guy grew into the game. I, I, he looked great. Um, he set up two goals and set them up really well. You know, you're not talking about sort of Tom Carroll to Bale assist here or Vertonghen to Suddy. I mean, really two good assists. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite. I was quite impressed. Did you get to see much of him in the game? Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, I mean, I, I didn't have BT Sports last week. I've got BT no, Sports now, no. so hopefully I'll be able to give you a more in-depth analysis <laughs> of tonight's game. But I, yeah. I have, I did watch the highlights, and and he and he impressed in the highlights. Uh, he and yeah. what I, what I like as well is that the fact that uh, Mourinho said that he's he'd be happy to play him with Kane. Yeah. And, and in a way, that feels that feels like a a validation of how impressed he was with him. That you know, look, this yeah, guy I is. Agree. This this guy is good, and you know I'd be happy to play him in a first team as a, as a sort of a second striker, or you know, kind yeah. of how he came playing off him. But yeah, he he, he um, I don't know, like because I know last week I mentioned about Reggion and how he kind of has almost looked like he's he's played uh, in the Premier League for yeah. years. Yeah. I know it's very early days, and I'm not I'm not going to now and say it's the case for him. But you but the signs were that he seems like he's 
he's, he's fitted in quite comfortably. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I know it's only one game, yeah. and I'm not going to get too carried yeah. away, I but mean, yeah. he's, 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 he seems like, uh, like he, like you say, he did well last week, and I, you know, if he carries on along, along those along those lines and plays like that, then I think he's going to just it'll it'll just be another reggae on in in, in the sense yeah. that you know he's. It's, um... he's away. It's, it, I mean, it's quite interesting what you just said then, because it, it sparked this kind of thought in me. Um, for how many seasons, and, and, I, and this isn't reflective of Pochettino, by the way, but I'm just saying during the Pochettino era of signings we made, um, constantly, whenever we brought a player in, I don't think we signed anyone that like hit the ground running. Everyone always like needed time. I think of Tangi Undambele, the most recent big signing example of that. Last season, all of us are just going, "Wow, you know, this is not the guy we signed. What, you know, mm. what's going on?" Mm. This season, we're seeing it. I think. I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with his performances this season. And I, I in the summer, as you know, was saying, "Look, if he don't want a beer, we should sell him because we've tried to make it work with too many people in the past, yeah. <laughs> and and you know, we've hung on too long when we should have probably said no, go away." But his performance has more than justified the faith that Levy and others have shown in him. And so I'm, I'm really glad he's still with us. Uh, but I was just thinking about, I mean, can you think of anybody? Everyone seemed to need time to settle. And the common like thing with Pochino was, oh, because of the levels of fitness he wants from people. And Daniel Levy constantly signing people late. That's, you know, this is the scenario we're left with. Do you think it's that, or do you think perhaps the players we're signing now are older and are sort of ready to kind of slot in? Because, I mean, Regulon's not that old, but he's, like you said, he sort of just walked in. He, he had a bit of a shaky start on debut, which I think everyone can forgive because he's probably nervous. But then he grew into that game, and every game since, he's looked great. See, the difficult difficulty for me is I'm trying to remember... Trying to think of any Pochettino signings because we've been so long without signing anyone, did we? Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's valid. I mean, I, I, mean, I think the the obvious answer is actually quality. I mean, uh, you know, let's just rack off a few. Uh, Clinton, the Jai, um, Nkudu, um, mm. you know, not players, you know, but you're sort of watching them and you're thinking, oh yeah, there, there's some talent there, there's something there, and you sort of give them the time and it just doesn't come. Um, I, I think mean, part, I think part of the problem with like I always think with the Yuns is that they never yeah. it, and you alluded to this like it was almost like um, and and I think you mentioned it last week as well like you know so you'd imagine Pochettino was asking for a player and yeah. Levy were like I can't get him but I'll find you these players and it wasn't it was never yeah. it never seemed to be the players that he wanted and I know we did talk about yeah. it last week but it's like he's bought the players that Mourinho has asked for this time yeah and, 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 and that yeah. I was it's say, definitely made a difference. Yeah, in a way, I kind of it, it makes me kind of feel sorry for a little bit for Pochettino because he 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 never got those. I mean, like Bruno Fernandez is a, is a perfect example, isn't it? A player that he was desperate yeah. to get, and you know, if yeah. if he'd have if Levia had backed him like he's clearly backed Mourinho, then I think Pochettino may have won us won us a few things. But I just yeah, with, with I'm, I'm trying to think. So like even even last in the season last season when he obviously got sacked, you know, a few months down the line, yeah. Celso didn't fit in straight away. I remember Celso took no. a while to fit in, and, it, and I remember the he first did. few games we was even thinking, what you know, we've had all these month, all these these transfer windows, so we haven't signed anyone. We're now signed some players, and they're not even in the first team. So yeah. Whereas these ones now, I mean, I appreciate like you know Doherty and Hart and players like that of of all, and even to an extent Bow, like you know they've got lots of Premier League yeah. experience. But but Vinicius and 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 Reguilón and, and these players that 
normally you'd expect to take a while to settle in. I mean, Lamella is a good example. Lamella, even now, I suggest hasn't yeah. settled in, you know. But like, yeah. but but they, these these just feel like they're 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 they've always been playing Premier League, and whether that's whether that's luck or the fact that Mourinho knew that, you, you don't know, do you? No, I, it is. I mean, he's a he's a cunny. Uh, <laughs> I already said something really. I know. I was going to say, good job we didn't put the next letter on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job I got a cold and put it on the end. Uh, but no, he, he's a cunny operator. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who sits with the press with a smile and says, "Oh, are we signing a right back? I didn't know that." Mm. And then behind the scenes, he apparently is writing reports. He is looking at scouting data. He is constantly, constantly looking analyzing stuff the the other thing that he says which is um uh, different to Pochettino and I think it's the way he works and again it, it, this isn't critiquing I, I love Pochettino and still do so but what he does is Pochettino would constantly say I'm happy with my squad love my squad happy with my squad if we sign nobody I'm happy with my squad Jose's it's a great squad I'm happy with the squad next summer we're going to make some changes mm. And and it's you know Ferguson was the same and I, and I do think that if Pochettino goes into a job again, I hope that he learns from how stale the squad went that he needs to kind of push that. It could have just been the circumstance of the stadium overrun and the problems that it didn't happen sooner. Unfortunately, we're never going to know. But I think with Jose, for example, and like Ferguson and other good managers, they are constantly looking at squad going. That's great, but we need to make two or three changes each summer, each season, because otherwise, if you don't, you know, freshen it up, you're going to struggle. Do you remember we had Mickey Hazard on who basically said the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and, I, and I do I do believe that. I do believe it's yeah. needed. And I think the evidence with Tottenham shows it as well. I mean, you look at you look at Man United uh, in those years when uh, Ferguson, you know, the real golden era, yeah. era under Ferguson. And, and again, I know this is a conversation we've had in the past, but, you know, I just it's, it's it used to like be shocked sometimes at the players he'd let go. You know, it, yeah. like 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 Beckham and Stam and Van Nistelrooy yeah. and and, he's, and he never used to yeah. like he didn't you know they they didn't leave the club at thirty four thirty five and they, they some no, of them left no, still left in the prime of their careers. Yeah, yeah. He's like my God, yeah. like I can't. But but yet yeah, the next season he'd go and win the league, the FA Cup, and maybe the Champions League. You know, so yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the guy, the guy knew what he was doing. Um, it, 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 there's no doubt, and and I do genuinely believe that it, a lot of the sort of I talked about it last week. Mourinho said about how in the squad now there's a there's kind of an atmosphere, there's a competition, there's a it's a together squad. You know, there, there's friendships, etc. Everyone's bonded, but there's an edge now. Mm. You know, Serge Aurier this season it looks like a different player to me. Yeah. Um, he he seems far more on it than he's ever been. He looks more focused than he's ever been. And Musa Sissoko, I don't know whether this is throwing him under the bus or not, but Sissoko just come out with to the press, by the way. Yeah, he's the sort of person who needs competition because without it, you know, he, he loses concentration and everything. But now now it's there and now that you know you've all got to compete, you've got to fight, you know, you're seeing you're seeing the best best of him. But, I mean, it does seem to be true. There's no doubt about it. He has definitely stepped up. 
um, and the... and is so good because it seems to give us so many different options in formations and personnel. It's frightening at the moment. Yeah, and 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 you know, I, I don't think I don't think it is throwing him under the bus. I mean, we've all got sort of different personalities, and I mean, I look at my two children, for example, and uh, mm. uh, they they both respond differently to things. So like with 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 Seb, for example, like if if he was to get yeah. criticism. For, like I don't, he doesn't because he's doing quite well at school. But in the yeah. part, like say, it's, here we go. It's a good example. So he, he, a couple of weeks ago, I picked him up from school, and he and he said, "Oh, Dad, I don't want, I don't, don't want to play football anymore." And I said, "Why not?" And he said, "Oh, I was, I was in goal, and Charlie, who's apparently his boy in another class, said to him, you're a rubbish goalie. Can you please get come out of the team? And uh, we, don't, we don't want you in the team anymore.'" And he said, "Charlie mm-hmm. said I'm no good at football anymore, so I, I don't want you." And I went, "Listen, I said." whoever this Charlie is I've never met him but it doesn't like he's, he's just his opinion mate like you don't only take only take opinions from people you know people that know this child doesn't know what he's talking about you know I was trying to G him up but it, re- yeah. it really hit him and, and it knocked and it yeah. put him off whereas with Layla guaranteed if someone had said something like that you know what she'd do? She'd she'd go. She'd prove them wrong. She she'd go. No, I'm actually really good. And then she'd yeah. be at home practicing. She goes the other way. Instead of like taking yeah. it badly, she's like, right, I'm going to show you. Like you know, and it's almost like it's in her. You know, and I guess that's the same yeah. with, with with the squad. You've got some players that 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 are going to take criticism badly, and it's going to knock them. And you've got others that are like probably a bit like in Dombele, You know, where you can yeah. see now he's the fruit of like. The label of, of um, Mourinho attacking him last season, it was yeah. it affected him. But now it's almost like he's gone right. I'm going to prove to you that you know I'm worth them, what you pay yeah. for me. And 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 it, and yeah. it, it, it just seems to be, it just seems. I guess we've we've got as human beings, we've got mentalities alive. It feels like it's almost as black as white, black and white as going one way or the other. You know, you're either going to let it bother you or you're going to prove them wrong. And maybe yeah. with with with, um, uh, with him, you know, with some of the players, and you know. Uh, you just think that's how, that's how they are, like you know, that's how they're gonna. Yeah. That's how, that's how, that's that's how they I mean, Delhi's a good example, I think, for me. I mean, yeah. it seems on the face of it that he's taken it badly, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it's a strange one. Yeah. With, with Delhi, I mean, it's it's interesting because there there was this uh, thing that Jose said, and and he and he's absolutely right. And I, I was going to put it to you. So again, this is like a perfect segue. Well done. Like we're professionals and we know what we're doing. Yeah, shush, but shush. Jo- yeah, 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 don't tell people. <laughs> Jose said that when he was a manager of Real Madrid, no one ever questioned if one of the big names wasn't in the match day squad because the people that were were also big names. He said, you know, if I left, he said, if I had, you know, Ronaldo, he, he, you know, he came into training late one day or anything like that. He said, and I dropped him. He said, that is headline news. <laughs> he mm, said, because it's yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. He said, but any of the other players in that Real Madrid team are stars. He said, all of them, the whole squad. And he said, it's a mentality thing. He said, at Manchester United, he said, when I, he said, when Ferguson was there, he said, if so and so went on the bench this week, it's because someone else was you know and that he said that's just the way it is he said in big clubs you have these amazing squads and you can only pick so many players and he said i love the europa league i can pick everyone yeah, <laughs> this yeah, season. Yeah. he said the whole team's there but but he is right and i do wonder sometimes with the whole delhi thing whether it's a 
mentality with us as fans is like, you know, Delhi was so good for us. All of a sudden, he's not even making the squad. We're like, this is mad. It's yeah. Delhi. How can yeah. Delhi not be even making the squad? Mm. But I had this debate with uh, Stepin Stefan, who's officially dead to both of us still, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but, dead but to us, Stefan, Stefan. That's what we're going to call him. Yeah, yeah, dead to us, Stefan. That's him, yeah. Dead to us. You notice he hasn't been on the show since, people. We're here every week. He is not taking it from us again. I, honestly, anyway. no matter how ill I am, I, I'm doing this. He's never, ever going to be on his show yeah. again. No. <laughs> Just both of us like, hey, everybody. <laughs> I can, we can barely talk. So talk about yourselves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not letting that get on here again. But anyway, I was talking to him and the team's, team news was announced for uh, a game against Burnley. And so the bench was announced, and of course all the press went, no, Delhi, Delhi is not in the squad, Delhi is not even here. And I looked at the bench, and he went, oh, there's no Delhi again, mate, look at it. I said, who's he coming in for? Mm, mm, <laughs> I said, yeah. you've got Bale, you've got this player, this player. I said, they're, they're selection choices. There is no way you're looking at that going, wow, he's picked so-and-so over Delhi. Yeah, of course. You know, there yeah. was none of that. I'm just yeah. looking at it going... Yeah, all of it's justified. All of it makes sense. And mm. whereas last season he'd have been in the team or on the bench for every single game, this season uh, I think Jose's kind of thrown the gauntlet down to him and said, "Right, force your way back in." But there's four competitions. There are so many games. He he has the ability to do that. I, I genuinely believe it. The difference, the, the key thing for me is going to be. If by January he hasn't done it, I think he's going to be screaming to be allowed to go out on loan somewhere because he'll want to make the Euro squad with England. Yeah, of course, of course. I think it, I think it's with um, it's the it's the you always expect so you've got obviously the competitions, haven't you? The Europa League and the cups, yeah. but you you yeah. always you always kind of look at the league as that's the. The, the, the game where That's he is always going to play the big guns, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it is odd, but you know, talking about that that sub subs bench, he wasn't the only, I'd suggest, big name that wasn't no, even anywhere no. near it. I mean, was no, you? I, I mean, think I, was you pointed yeah, it out, yeah. It? I named I named a bench that last season would have been our bench or any season. So Gazaniga obviously didn't make the bench. That's perfectly eligible for it. Sanchez didn't make the bench. Would have yeah. been perfectly eligible for it. Uh, Serge Aurier, he wasn't involved at all. Um, and then we could have had, you know, Delhi, uh, Winks. <laughs> um, yeah. And who, uh, uh, I mean, I think a Bergwijn was the other one. So, that, yeah. These are six players, I mean, six that, players that, that could start. Yeah. It would have started in some games, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's mad, isn't uh, it? it? It is mad. And, and I think the key now is Mourinho managing that because, of course, every especially as it gets later in the season, because like I said, when you get close to January... I think if Dell is already playing at all by January, he's going to be knocking on the door saying, look, you're not playing me. I want to make the England squad. Let me go and play somewhere. I, I, the others seem to be kind of, you know, you don't hear about it. The press aren't making a big deal about anybody but Delhi. Mm. Um, from people that I know and I'm fortunate enough to speak to, Delhi himself isn't being an ass. Like, behind the scenes, completely professional. You know, you wouldn't look at him and go, oh, wow, look at that body language, you know? Yeah. He's still laughing, joking. Um, videos the club are putting out, like, picture day and stuff like that. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind the kid's hurting. The kid's been first choice in our team, you know, one of the first names on the on the team sheet under Pochettino once he arrived. 
and last season under Jose, when Jose first arrived, he got back to scoring and, and having fun, you know, all of the skills. So he's bound to be hurting and, and wanting to sort it out. Yeah, it's just a strange... I mean, I don't know about you. I, I've seen a fair few fans just be like, well, look, if, if he's done, he's done. Let him go. Um, from my point of view... I got a bit of an attachment to Delhi, you know. I know. I know it's dangerous with football players. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think well, it's... I'd, I'd love him to come good. I'd love it this click and him be a big part of our squad. Yeah, I, th- I think I've said this to, before about Delhi. It's it's the fact that look with with me, I've I've always my mind always goes to the goals he scored. Like he scored some yeah. great goals. I mean that goal against Everton when it when Toby passed to him and he sort of knocked it over he came over him, didn't he? Obviously the Palace one. Yeah, what one amazing goal. The 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 headers at Chelsea, at Wembley and at Stanford Bridge. You know, he's 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 a finisher, he's an amazing finisher, isn't he? And but there's always been that yeah. question mark over his effort and he can he can yeah. all he can almost um mask his effort because of the goals he scores and the glory he gets from it. Yeah. But I, you, you wonder whether that's something that, that Mourinho's identified, even probably before he came to Spurs, because, I mean, he knows a lot of the yeah. squad. He knows a lot of our squad. Well, no, you're right. I mean, you remember, like, the first week, he was like, am I getting you or am I getting your twin brother? Yeah. So, remember, so, he's, like, so from yeah, day one, right. he's been on at him. He's been on it. So, so, so he, know, he knows that he's that kind of player. And yeah. and, it, and it's, it's almost like a, a stick or twist, isn't it? It's like, I'm going to yeah. just put all the pressure on this guy and he's either going to come good and be the player that yeah. can get him to that next level or or, yeah. or he's not and I don't want that player I, I don't want yeah. in my squad the player that will pop up and score some good goals but he's giving me nothing in midfield that's, you know so, yeah. so and, and, that's the, and that's the key thing as well around positioning because I remember seeing a lot of people say he needs to adjust his position and, and learn or, or play as a box to box midfielder and because the way he kind of plays now is like this kind of off the striker, you know, like a real attacking midfielder. He's not a creative midfielder as much, you know, not like an Ericsson uh, sort mm. of player. Mm. But he is someone who runs beyond the striker. And I kind of look at the way that Kane's playing right now, the way he likes to drop deep and the, the amount of goals he's setting up for Sonny. And I'm thinking, if I was Delhi, I'd be thinking I could do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I right now the way he's playing Sonny, you know, like because it was Delhi and Kane were like in sync a few years ago. Remember, like they that's were setting right. each other up for fun. Mm. And you try, you know, I'd be thinking, oh, that should be me. You know, I should be in there. I I could play this role. So I I don't get why that's not happening unless in his mind he is trying to adjust his position, or you know, him and Jose are working. I I don't know. I mean, is. It's something, of course, over the weeks and months coming up, we're get, we're going to see unravel. But I just, for me personally, I, I want to see him succeed. Uh, you know, he's a young English player who I, I know he started at the MK Dons, but we've seen really mature. Um, you know, he had an awful thing in the summer, like his house being broken into and stuff. Um, he's constantly sort of <laughs> a bit like Raheem Sterling, constantly got the journalists in his face, which can't be an easy thing to deal with. Um, so yeah, so from my point of view, I'm, I'm kind of like desperate for it to click and it to work and in to stay a big part of us. Um, yeah, of course. I was going to say yeah. to you, I was going to say to you, Sam, as well. Um, you know, obviously we spoke about the players that weren't didn't even make the bench for the for the Burnley yeah. game. Out of those players, because um, it struck me with Winks, like uh, mm. being being out of the sc- and I appreciate it's only one game. You know. Yeah. Mourinho's uh, looked at that game and he's looked at the players he wants to win the game, you know, and, and Winks didn't yeah. obviously fit that squad. But yeah. 
so I, I, I do I, I, like Winks. Winks is a um, like he's a Tottenham boy. He's born, you know, he's born yeah. as a Spurs fan. He's always it was always his dream to play for Spurs. A bit like what yeah. Townsend was like. Uh, and Townsend still is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Townsend's course, a massive yeah, yeah. Tottenham fan. He went to the Champions League yeah. final, didn't he? You know, would would you be particularly yeah. gutted if Mourinho said, "Look, I, I just don't, I don't think you're at the level I want uh, in midfielder. Uh, we're going to probably look oh, at letting it, you go." When it comes to Winks, yeah, I, I would. I, but to be honest with you, and, and people, uh, people who listen to this, who listen to us long enough, will know. Any kid who came through the academy when I was watching the academy, I have a, I have a real attachment to. Um, you know, Carl Walker Peters or selling him was tough for me. <laughs> Which, yeah, sure. I, you know, you looked at it and I'm like, it's logical. It's not worked for him in our first team. I blame the fact he didn't go out on loan. You know, I, I, I genuinely, you know, I've been critical of that under Pochettino and I stand by that. I think Carl Walker Peters would be our right back right now if he'd had two seasons on loan. I watch him play for Southampton week in, week out when he plays, and you know he's developing to a very good player. But he's like two years behind where he should have been. Yeah. Frustrates me. But anyway, but Winks. The thing with Winks is, if he was a player we signed, you know, and he's a player from abroad, and he does exactly the same as what he does, I don't think he'd get the level of crap he gets from our fans as he does as a kid who's come through the academy which really riles me I don't understand why that is but it does seem to be the case you know like don't get me wrong if we sign him for like a hundred million then he would he yeah. would be getting crap but if he's just like a a player who's coming at like 10 20 million from abroad you know and everyone's like oh yeah he does a good job he's a good squad player he does a good job for us you, you can hear it, can't you? You know that that's mm. what people would be like. Mm. Of course, there'd be a couple go, no, he's crap, or a couple go, and he's amazing. But the vast majority would be, oh, yeah, he does a good job for us when he plays. But because he's come through our academy, it's almost like this kind of... I, I said it to you before, and I've said it again. Harry Kane was both the best and the worst thing to happen for our academy. The best because it showed every kid in the country looking at what academy to go to that Tottenham will look for talent and promote it. And the worst, because every fan now expects every kid to graduate and be Harry Kane. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, which is never going to happen. And it can't be. It's not. He's a generational talent. And Winks is a great player. Pochettino rates him beyond belief. Gareth Southgate is desperate to get him playing so he can pick him for England every game. Pep Guardiola wants to sign him. Tried to sign him two seasons ago. Tried to sign him again this summer. And if he becomes available, Man City will take him from us, with, yeah. you know, without even blinking an eye. Barcelona and Real Madrid have both been interested in him in the past. He is a type of player that if you play a type of football where you're retaining possession and you're keeping the ball, and he plays and he's in sync and he's playing well, he's phenomenal. He's the sort of player that, you know, Iniesta and people like that watch and everyone goes, wow, you know, you don't get the plaudits, but without him, the team's rubbish. So and just, he is that kind of player. So do you think that the Burnley game then, it, it's just that he didn't fit into what Mourinho wanted? Or do you, do you I mean, because like, the way you picked I, him up, I, I he should think, be the first name on the team sheet every every week. But if you, if you look at, but again, we come back to this mentality thing with the squad, which is something as a Tottenham fan or just me in general, I'm struggling with, which is, how can you leave those people out? And Mourinho, I've said it before, that he's horses for courses. He went to Burnley with a plan. He went there thinking, I know what they're going to be like. I know how difficult it's going to be on a Monday night. I know the football we're going to play. And it was very direct. It was very counter-attack. It was very, you know, try and catch them, if you like. Mm. 
you don't play Harry Winks in that game. You yeah, know, what, what sure. would be the point? You know, he's short passes, one-twos. If you're just going defence to attack, you're literally skipping him out. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. So there's no point playing him. Um, the, the thing is, like, you know, Hoybier's kind of come in, and Hoybier's doing it, plus having that tough tackling kind of side to him that Winks doesn't have. And I think the range of passing Hoybier's got, and I've said his name so like three or four times just because I can say Hoybier, <laughs> by the way. Um, he, he, I think a lot of people have been surprised by that. I think a lot of people are just saw him. He's, oh, he's going to be Wanyama. He's going to come in, kick someone, you know, and pass the ball to somebody else. But actually, no, he's got a bit more about him, and you can see why. You know, we went hell for leather to get him. Why Jose really wanted him, and why Pep Guardiola really wanted him. You know, from because when they worked together at Bayern. So it's it's kind of like one of these situations, a bit like Delhi Winks, exactly the same. Where they've got to look at this squad now and go, if I'm gonna be back in their first team, like if I'm gonna be challenging, if I'm gonna be playing games on a regular basis, what do I need to do? And uh, the idea is, like tonight, for example, I think both of them will start, and if they do, they need to impress. They they need to like because you think about when Kane first broke through, Kane broke through in the Europa League. And he made it to the point that you couldn't not pick him for the Premier League because yeah. of the way he was playing. Mm. When you get games like this or the League Cup or anything and Winks a Delhi start, you just got to make it. So when it comes to the weekend, the manager's like, well, he's in top form. I can't, you know. Yeah, <laughs> can, sure. Even if he doesn't start, he's definitely going to be on the bench after a performance like that. And then you just got to make it so you transition into being that player. And it's it's tough it's really tough for me because it doesn't make sense that players like Winks, Deli, Sanchez don't make our bench it's like yeah. what yeah. you know that's three internationals and they were just left out but then Jose again in the press conference yesterday just went we've got such a squad now if anyone reports like even a slight niggle I can go don't worry yeah, sit down. You're good. Well, I mean, Get an ice bath. Yeah, exactly. And he, he's got he's got that luxury now. I mean, there was, it was a, was it the press conference after the Burnley game, and they were saying like, what a difference yeah. it's made since the last time. I mean, last time you was trying to find eleven players to put on the pitch, and this time you're leaving mm-hmm. out like players, you know. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And, and as, but we also know, as as Tottenham fans or football fans in general. This position at the moment won't last. We will get injuries over this season. The amount of games in the close proximity, we are going to pick up knocks and injuries. So, all of these players, like, like right now, if I was the sort of manager, it would just be, we're a few weeks in, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having to rotate. Yeah, I'm leaving some of you out. But trust me, this season's long and there are a lot of games because we want to win stuff. You know, we're not a team this mid-table that's just in the league and we might, you know, hopefully get a lucky cup draw. We are trying to win competitions, Mm. which means we are going to need to be going at 100% every game in all the competitions across the whole season. And, I, I, I mean, right now, I think everyone will be buying into that. Like I said, come January, you might get a few of them going, ah, I need to play. <laughs> yeah, sure, but sure. But by January, they might be. We don't know. Yeah, yeah no, of course. It's um, it's mad, but I mean, I, I was impressed with us last week. I thought it was a professional win in the Europa League. Um, You know, nothing dazzling, nothing amazing, but we won, and that's kind of what matters. Uh, Antwerp tonight, um, Jose has called this probably the toughest game away uh, in our group, um, 
whether it is or not, we'll find out tonight, I guess. But it's, it's, uh, do you know what? I, I feel like because we've we've been spoiled over the last few years with Champions League, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I know that, that, that I don't want to come across like naively confident, but I just yeah. feel like look, we've we've kind of done all right in the Champions League over the last few years. The quality is obviously lower here. We should yeah. be alright against these teams, you know. I don't, I don't want that to be like misguided or no, you know. Do, do, do you see what I mean? I I'm like the, nothing I scares me about issue, the Europa League. Yeah, I think the issue is is that that feeling spreads to the players mm. because that's when you come a cropper. You know, think about the FA Cup. Never in a million years should a team from the Premier League get knocked out by Clogger FC from yeah, the. Sure. You know, Ryman League South thirds, you know, it should never happen, ever, and yet every year the FA Cup does stuff like that, and you're just going, what? That's mental. Yeah. And it is a mentality thing, because the players arrive thinking we got this, Mm. and the other team are, this is our World Cup final, this is everything, you know, this is being televised. How many of those guys in non-league football have ever seen themselves on TV highlights match of the day, you know? This is my shot, this is everything. And they, and that because of that, upsets happen. And like tonight, you've only got to look at the press conference for the Antwerp manager, who basically, rather than talking about his team, spent 35 minutes praising Jose Mourinho, saying what an honour it is to face him, the fact he's won more trophies than some managers have won games, you know? <laughs> sure. I mean, the guy was like fawning over him. And you only got to look at that and, you know, uh, it's Tottenham, you know, Toby Alderweireld's born in Antwerp. You know, everyone is just so thrilled, you know, that he's going to be playing, he's going to be here. Tottenham is one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Uh, you know, so for them, it is everything. This game is like special for them. This is big. And we're if we arrive with anything other than this is a big European game we need to win we're going to come a cropper and that's mm. the reality. Um, but this is where Jose is doing things that a little bit different because he's got players in the team who I think will go out, even if they're in training matches, like they're playing in a world cup final, you know, like Hoybier. I don't imagine that guy taking a backward step ever. No. Um, no. You know, uh, if it, well, Eric Lamella, we all know doesn't Eric Lamella plays every game. Like it's a, like it's a final yeah. and he's, He's he's trying to get a yellow card to earn the win, you know. He's, uh, so I mean, talking about Eric Lamella transitions us quite nicely into the Burnley game. Um, I've watched some games of football in my life where I've gone, "Wow, this is dull," and it is safe to say that the Burnley game was awful. Um, I don't think that's a reflection on Tottenham. I think that's a reflection on Burnley and. I say this nicely because I like Sean Dyche and I think on the budget and everything they've done, they've overachieved beyond all measure. But they drag everyone down to their level. They are the stoke of years ago, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. And it becomes awful to watch. And, you know, I don't think I've watched a Burnley game that I've enjoyed other than when we smacked them 5-0 at our ground last (laughs) season. It just... it It is bad. And... And so I kind of went into it with this, uh, this isn't going to be fun, but, you know, the way we've been playing, maybe we'll blow them away early, and then that opens the game up. You yeah. Know? But if you don't get an early goal against them, they can just sit, and that's what they do. And they are so, you know, I, I just, my, my brother messaged me, just said, you know, it's one of those teams where they're so fit, and they're so dedicated just to hunt the ball in a pack, you sometimes want the ref to ask how many players they got on the pitch. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's There so seems true. to be hundreds of them behind the ball. Yeah. 
And and it's just frustrating to watch. But we did win the game. And this is a kind of a, a key thing, which is like those are the games... Uh, you know, typical Tottenham don't ever win. Typical Tottenham lose that 1-0, not win it 1-0. So, being able to do that, especially after the massive disappointment of the week before, you know, against West Ham, it, it, it it's a good thing. Uh, you know, we got yeah. through the game. And everyone afterwards was just, that's a massive win. You know, everyone, yeah. Kahane, everyone was just like, that's so big. Because it's just like, go in there on a Monday night, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, completely. And you could see the players afterwards; they they kind of were celebrating, like, "Oh, that's you know, we got it over the line." I mean, Eric Dyer and that hugging each other at the clean sheet was kind of sort of, I mean, hilarious for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we got the clean sheet. Wow, we'd forgotten what that was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Hugo Reese sort of like, I didn't have to pick the ball out of the net once today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he played well. I mean, Burnley did have a couple of good chances that he, he dealt with really well. Um, but yeah, so overall, I mean, there isn't a massive amount to say about the game. I mean, Kane assisting Sonny. Have you seen the video of those two after the goal? Is that when he says, was that your assist? And he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah, it. I mean, yeah. that, that's absolute joy. I don't think a Tottenham fan anywhere can watch that without a smile on their face. Yeah, it's just yeah. pure... I mean, I mean, Harry Kane retweeted it and put anything that makes Sonny smiles worth doing. Aww. I'm like, oh god, you're breaking all our hearts, guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I loved it. It was um, just just winning the game, and that's what it matters. But the reason why I used Eric Lamella as the kind of segue is there, there's something about the way Jose's using him in his squad that feels less like a kind of. Um, we need a goal. Bring on Lamella. It feels more like, hmm, we need to tighten up. Bring on Lamella. Yeah, <laughs> who, yeah. Who joined us as this like attacking Bale replacement? Who we all watched the videos of him skipping on the right onto his left, bang top corner curler, and now he basically comes on, rakes his studs down people's legs, kicks them up in the air, looks at the referee with his hands up, going, "What was yeah. that mean? Yeah. What?" Um, you know, gets you know, roughs people up and then drops to his knees when they hit him back. <laughs> and I say hit him back in air quotes. Um, he, he's, he's the very definition of the, the C word that Jose wanted. Yeah. Um, I know fans of pretty much every club now are campaigning to have him thrown out of the league. They hate him. Um, and I'm kind of watching it going, the more I see of that, the more I'm becoming a firm member of the Eric Lamella Appreciation Society. Completely, yeah. <laughs> he, he's got, he's, he's, he looks the bad. most unlikely person to be this kind of enforcer, yeah. like, you know, yeah. but that's exactly what he's, yeah. the, he's, some he of his is, role is, isn't just, it? <laughs> he's just an ass. He's just an absolute... <laughs> A bona fide asshole. You know, you talked about the dark arts and how this team needed the snap out of being nice guys. Yeah. And you were saying it before we watched that Amazon documentary. So you must have just been grinning when you saw Jose saying that to the squad. Yeah. You yeah. must have been like, finally. Exactly. Someone's, yeah. 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 Um, uh, I think out of that whole squad, when he said it, they all looked shocked. Whereas Lamella's over a notebook. Yep. yep. Yep, yeah, that's me. No worries, not a problem. <laughs> you you lot want to see nasty, intelligent c words? Bring it on! This is me. Um, but yeah, he just—I don't know. There's just something about him this season, especially. I mean, 
And I think the fact that we can rotate the squad so much probably means we're going to see more of him than we have in other seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but you, you give him a run of games, the guy would get injured, unfortunately. But you, you sort of play him like we are here, like 20 minutes. Okay, it's 2-0, Eric. We want you to come on. And I did say it uh, with the West Ham game, and I do stand by it. If Lamella had come on instead of Bale in that game, and, and this isn't attacking Bale, but this is just me saying, I don't think we we draw that game. No, I completely agree. I genuinely, yeah. I think the minute they score, I think Lamella would have been like, right, smack. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, did he fall over? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, let me just run it to the corner. There's eight minutes left, Eric. Doesn't matter. They got to go through me to get the ball. You know. Um, so yeah, it just he's an antagonising git and. The more people hate him, the more I'm like, I'm really loving this guy. I, I He's becoming like a cult hero for me, which is frightening. And I think it says a lot about me. <laughs> no, no, but thing. I agree with you, mate. It's, it's like, you know, we, we, I can remember, like, a name that always springs to mind is like Robbie Savage when he was at Leicester. Yeah. And everyone, no, they loved him. They loved him, but everyone else hated yeah. him, didn't they, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we've, too, got, yeah. we've got we've we've got, got that guy now. We've had him for a while, but it's like we really yeah. start to see, see him come through now, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's frightening. Very frightening. Um, but anyway, our next game, and this brings us on to the final topic for the podcast this week. Our next game is against Brighton. Uh, we play them this weekend, and the game is going to be on pay-per-view, uh, which means the game is going to be charged at fourteen ninety-five to watch the match. Uh, that's on top of your subscription, of course, to Sky or whatever, whatever you have as your subscription. Um, we did a post on the Facebook page the other day because we've kind of supported the Tottenham Hotspur Supporter Trust stance on this, which is we don't like the idea that they're bringing pay-per-view into football. Now, this isn't to say that there isn't going to be some sort of happy median, if you like, or, or something in the future, because we all know which way these things go. But right now, we cannot go into stadiums to watch football matches. Because of that, the Football Association and the leagues agreed that all the matches in Project Restart would be available for people to watch. That was great. You know, there was football just constant, wall-to-wall football for Project Restart. When this new season began and no fans were again allowed in the stadiums, all of the supporters clubs once again petitioned to have the game shown. It's like, you know, look, we can't go and watch. Let us watch our teams play. And the leagues agreed and then the Premier League decided it would be done on a pay-per-view basis. Now, when I when I posted about this, I saw a lot of the comments were kind of like, yeah, I can afford it, I'm going to pay it. And and, and that's kind of fine. All right, I, I get that. You're, you're just thinking of yourself in that instance and what you can do, what you can afford, and I get it. And I'm someone who could afford it as well. But the reason why I've sort of hit the brakes and the reason why I've sort of gone to stop is sort of two things. One, they're not televising these games for pay-per-view and what I mean by that is these games are already televised because they are already sold to foreign markets so it's not like they're charging fourteen ninety-five to cover the costs of right we got to send camera crews there we got to put you know covid safety precautions to televise these games these additional games quite literally every game in the premier league is already sold around the world uh, if people listening to this podcast in other countries, you'll know this. You've got a greater selection and option for Premier League games than we do in England. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is mad, but that's the reality. 
So what they're doing here is they're charging us for something they have already sold. They are literally trying to profit from football fans whilst we're in the middle of this global pandemic. Now, one of the other things when I pointed that out that someone said was, yeah, but the clubs have lost the revenue of the tickets. You know, people go to buy tickets. That's true. And if 1495 was going directly to Tottenham Hotspur or split between Tottenham Hotspur and Brighton for the game, then I think some fans would look at that and go, well, I'm not buying my ticket. I'm buying this instead. I'm going to justify that. But it's not. It's going into a Premier League pot. Now, the Premier League will obviously divvy that money up however they see fit. Some of it will go to the clubs. Some of it will likely just go to their bottom line at the moment. But the reality is, you go to watch Tottenham play football and you spend more than fourteen ninety five on a ticket, trust me. Yeah. You'll also buy food, drink, you know. I mean, a, a pint is not normally more than fourteen ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> damn man what are you drinking at halftime although I've been at some games where I've needed a 14.95 pint I can tell you uh, but yeah so you know you go to that but what I'd say is you're paying for the experience it's like going to the theatre going to the cinema you know I, I could watch a film on a DVD you know like one of the, the, the um, I'm trying to think uh, Back to the Future right it's a film because of my age I never got to see in the cinema when it first came out hmm they were, because of like COVID and everything, they've been showing like these old films because there's no good film. And I was like, I've got to go and see that at the cinema. I've never seen that. It cost me like 25 quid. <laughs> but, yeah. and I've got the thing on DVD, mate. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've literally, I could watch that film anytime I like, sat in my living room. But I wanted to go and watch it in the cinema. So it cost me more money. And if you want to go and watch Tottenham play football at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, yeah, it's going to cost you more money than if you're watching it on TV. Of course it is. You're going to that stadium, the experience, everything, the atmosphere, you know, that's just the way it works. So I don't think it's comparable. I don't mean to do the same. But what has worried the fan groups and what has worried me and the reason why I added our voice to it is that it sets a precedent. The precedent that they set is when fans return... So, you know, you, like you, for example, season ticket holder, other people who buy their tickets for, you know, for every game. When you return, all of a sudden, you will also have this option of, you know, well, fourteen ninety five gets you, you know, these games. Fan groups don't, you know, you're, you're going to be <laughs> just creating this. We are just creating this additional money making thing where they can take from football fans. Yeah. So that, that's mean, the kind yeah. of stand. That's the kind of stance, and it is. I think at some point you're going to have a situation where you've got like a Netflix for football. You know, where you're going to have the Premier League streaming service, where you pay ten pound a month, fourteen pound a month, and you can watch your team. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that is the evolution of everything's going that way. But right now, with all of the TV contracts and all of the stuff that's in place, they are literally charging more money for something that's already sold. They're double selling something. They're you know buying a car and then selling it again. You know? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, I see exactly what just, you mean. Yeah, it, it, it just it's it, it, pure it, profiteering. Yeah, it just smacks of greediness, doesn't it? It is massively. Mm. And I, and I think what the associations have asked for is that fans say, look, if I do have the money to do it, is to actually consider it and say, well, am I going to do that? Or will I give that money to, like, for example, Tottenham are asking people to donate to the Tottenham Food Bank. Uh, in Newcastle, Newcastle fans en masse donated money to food banks in Newcastle. They raised over a hundred grand in a day. 
you cannot even put in the words the difference that's going to make to food banks and to people in Newcastle. You know, that is huge. Of course. Because all the fans went, I would normally spend this watching my team, but I don't agree with it, so I'm going to give that there. You know, I gave money to the Tottenham Food Bank. We're uh, the last time I checked, we were over ninety grand. Wow. So I firmly believe again, by the time the Brighton game kicks off, we'll break the hundred grand barrier. I believe that, and that's just fans that have looked at it and gone, "No, <laughs> I'm not giving fifteen pounds to a group of billionaires. I'm going to give it to people that needs it. Charity, not you know, not billionaires. It's it's not a it's, it's, it's... And also, Go and on I'm going to say this on the podcast, and I and I can get away with by saying it on here. It's not like I can't find a way to watch the game if I want to, because yeah. as I've already said, they've bloody sold it around the world anyway. Yeah, of course. It's it's frustrating <laughs> from the point of view as well that like you mentioned it um, that the, that when you put the post on uh, Facebook, there were people yeah. going, "Well, I'll, I'll pay for it." And they're, yeah. they're, they're relying on that, aren't they? Because they know at the they end of the day, yeah. although it's fourteen ninety five, you know they appreciate, they know that that people want to watch their club whenever they can. Yeah. It's like it's almost like, yeah. look, you know, I'd, it's 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 money. It, it, it's fourteen ninety five more than I would would have paid. But look, if I get to watch Spurs play, then I'll, I'll pay the fourteen ninety five. And and it's almost like they're exploiting that fact that that they know that people want to watch their clubs. You know, it's, yeah. it, it just yeah. it feels just feels really wrong, doesn't it? It just feels like a bit. It's yeah. just snidey and greedy and wrong. You know, it's not. It's not good. It, it is. It's not right. I mean, it, and you know, there are several clubs have come out against it. Uh, yeah, BT Sports and Sky Sports have both come out against it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, these are the broadcasters that are doing it, but the pricing has been set by the Premier League. And that that right there should be where everyone just goes. Well, hold on a minute, and and I and I will say this for me personally, it didn't matter what you know the price point. If they if it was a fiver, for example, I am confident a lot more people would just think, oh, it's a fiver, and buy the game. I know they would. Me personally, I still wouldn't because I've got this principal thing in my brain that they are double selling it, and I think mm. that's disgusting. Mm. But yeah. I, I know loads of people would in my cash at Newcastle. If my cash is on the other side of a debate when it comes to stuff like this, you must look at yourself and go, wow, we're in the wrong. Yeah. 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 You know, it's yeah. mad. You know, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely bonkers. Do, 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 do you know what reminds me? You know, when uh, I, I'll very, very briefly talk about politics, but you know, obviously there's been a lot yeah. in the in the press at the moment with, with uh, Marcus Rashford. Well, it is football, isn't it, related? Marcus Rashford uh, yeah. trying to get the... Um, yeah, there the, you go. You tied it in. Where... Nice. <laughs> Yeah, phew, thank God for that. Yeah, <laughs> so he, it's, 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 I'm, I'm telling, I'm sure everyone that's listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. But he's trying to extend the free school meals for children to Easter, you know, which kind of like yeah. probably covers. I'm, I'm presuming a pandemic's going to go on that far, so it, it's not like he's he's campaigning for it to be forever, just for this time, yeah. period of time when things are a real struggle for people. And yeah. um, you know, you said about Mike Ashley, and if if he's on that side, then you know it's the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Farage, Nigel Farage tweeted to say that it's wrong, I and know. I'm like, I am agreeing with Nigel Farage yeah. here. If Nigel yeah. Farage is on my side, it clearly is a the wrong thing. Yeah. But, you know? didn't, but did it did it make you stop for a second and go, hang on, I need to think about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if hang on a minute, if I've just been put on the same side as him, I actually need to stop and weigh this up. Maybe exactly. the kids need to starve. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a few days and I need to work this out because I don't like I don't like where this right. is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you had the politics is divisive as hell. So, yeah, move on quick. But, yeah, quick. No, there, there are definitely times like, because, I mean, the thing is about people and, you know, politicians or whatever organizations is they occasionally do say stuff. They go, oh, yeah, that's right. The issue is that you then get it in your brain that, oh, yeah, that person's quite a reliable person. They say stuff that's right. No, no, no. no. Always question everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, just. You know, a broke clock's right twice a day. That's, yeah, exactly. a, that's an expression that I've been told that, like that sticks with me, and it is true. <laughs> Even a broke clock's right twice a day. But um, but anyway, man, I mean, that's everything I want to cover, really. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Brighton game. I, I think it'd be a much better game than the Burnley game. And I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, we're going to see different players in both. Like, the strength of this squad is, you know, it's really, really quite enjoyable. It's quite a quite a strange thing. It's quite a good thing. Um, you know, tonight, like I said, I think we're going to see Delhi. I'd love him to grab a goal or two, you know, it'd just be great. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause, cause some selection headaches. Do you know what I mean? Just like get, wind the manager up. You know, Vinicius got two assists last time. Imagine if he gets a couple of goals tonight. Like, oh, Harry, what have you done? What have you yeah, done? When's exactly. the last time you got a couple, yeah, you know? Yeah. Just get, even if it's just banter in the training ground, I swear it's driving them all on. Oh, completely. I mean, um, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, watching Bale play. I mean, obviously he didn't get any any game yeah, time yeah. in the, in the uh, Burnley game, but he's already uh, Mourinho's already said that he's going to be starting. So, yeah, I, I just yeah. It, it's it's still it's still a nov- it's a novelty and exciting the thought of Gareth Bale in a Spurs yeah. shirt. So that's why I'm kind of like you know that's my thing I'm looking forward to. This mostly. is why you've downloaded BT Sports again. It, that, that is, that's why I'm paying the extra to watch Gareth Bale. Okay, it's not, at the moment it's no other way of watching him. But I don't know if you saw there was a clip. I don't know if Tottenham. Hotspur posted it or I'm not sure who posted it but it was like a one and a half minute clip of um, Mourinho talking about Bao and he's saying that mm-hmm. he, he thinks now he's almost at the level now that we yeah. that we all know Bao to be so if he has a cracker tonight then I think we'll start seeing him a lot yeah. more in the league I think like sooner no, rather than later. No I agree I, I think it's all about I mean Bale said it himself it's all about minutes in the legs at the moment mm. he's like you know every time he plays and gets minutes he's feeling sharper and better um, you know, Antwerp tonight is a perfect opportunity for him. You know, it's a great opportunity to get out there, get minutes, and just get that sharpness. You know, and like you said, if he manages to get an assist, get a goal, or whatever, he's going to be like, "Oh, I'm back." Mm, <laughs> yes, know? yeah, and, and that's and that's kind of the feeling that you want. And but yeah, I'm just looking forward to it, and it's nice to be back to looking forward to games. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast knows it wasn't that long ago. It was like, oh, we're playing again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, why have I got to sit through this? <laughs> it's um, like every two days yeah, at some point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, Project Restart. Like every two or three days, it was like, why? <laughs> this is so painful. We've got like five fit players. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And, I, and I'm pretty sure none of them like each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because they never. Play but no so yeah it's great it's a nice feeling again um of course that feeling could all be changed we lose the next two games the next podcast is me going i bloody hate football yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, but but that's that's the fun uh but anyway we'll be back next week uh we'll obviously be talking antwerp and brighton and looking ahead uh there'll be various other fun topics to go through i'm sure because it's never a dull week with jose Mourinho (laughs) in charge ever uh but mate until then you take care take care mate Thank you 
for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. Thank you.